Hello again. Thank you so much for joining us for another time and encounter with God. Our worship time is a time that we not only fellowship with one another, but we fellowship with God and the Holy Spirit comes and ministers to us um, and brings God's word to us in a very um, unique and special way. Today, I want to just uh, take a, a few minutes, a few seconds. Uh, last week, um, um, I celebrated my 60th birthday and um, uh, family and friends from Africa, here in Canada, um, in the United States, and um, especially my church family um, took time to just um, make me feel younger. Um, and I just want to uh, thank my wife and my uh, children and uh, um, uh, my beautiful daughter-in-law for all the the good things um, that you guys did. Um, um, yeah, I really appreciate that very much and I pray that the Lord will continue to bless you and also continue to uh, uh, use me for the continuous work that he has for me on this earth. So God bless you richly for all your support and the blessings that you brought. Um, the drive-by and everything was a real surprise. I didn't expect it at all. And I wish that uh, God will just bless every one of you. <clears throat> I want to uh, continue with last week's uh, sermon about knowing and discerning the voice of the devil. Very important topic that we all need to know and understand. We need to be able to be clear um, when the devil is speaking and when God is speaking. Um, I'm particular about this because your spiritual life can be turned upside down. If you are not hearing God properly and you allow the enemy to take his place in your life. So today as we hear God speak to us, I just want to ask that um, the Spirit of God will minister to you and me, even as I bring this word, that we will be able to clearly know where God is leading us and guiding and directing us. Um, following this particular um, sermon for today, I will begin uh, another series that relates to how to avoid stagnation in our spiritual walk and never to maintain continuous growth um, as children of God. Um, again, as uh, I reflect on my personal walk with God, since I became a believer, I notice how um, sometimes you become very stagnant and you are not growing in your faith you're not growing in your walk with God and you just become somebody that is standing still. But God desires a continuous growth in us. So I will look into um, what leads to stagnation and how we can overcome spiritual stagnation as children of God. I pray that the Lord will speak to our hearts and, and use this to help us to see growth in our walk with God. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. And I will invite um, the scripture reading to be uh, brought to us. And then I will come back again 
and try to help us uh, uh, hear God uh, and understand when the devil is speaking. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you for your grace that has brought us this far. I thank you for the gift of life, so your sustenance, O oh God, over our lives, your provision, your undertaking, O oh God. We thank you for your word that brings life to us today. As we fellowship, I pray in the name of Jesus that your presence will be felt to God in everything that we do through our worship time, O oh God, our, our, our worship of giving, our worship, O oh God, of listening to your word, O oh God, our worship of sharing even after this during our coffee time. I just ask that the name of the Lord will be glorified. I pray for those who do not know you, O God, that salvation shall come to them. And for those of us who know you, help us, O God, to continue to grow in our walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's scripture reading, we are going to take it from uh, Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through to verse 11. And as I said, it's a continuation from last week's uh, message. The devil is speaking today. And he's ministering to people who open their hearts and their minds and their souls to him. He did not only speak during the time of Adam and Eve. He continues to speak because he has an agenda. The agenda of the devil is to make sure that we being God's creation, God's ultimate purpose for which he made this world, he created everything and then he made man and he says he put man in charge of his creation. And the devil, having rebelled against God, desires to make sure that we are not achieving the purpose that God has called us to. So he therefore will try every way to be, make sure that we fall and we fail to fulfill this mission that God has called us to. Remember that when the devil comes to you, he doesn't come to you to scare you. He comes to you to appeal to your desires. He comes to you to, to speak to your emotions, your, your, the things that you see with your eyes. The devil comes to be able to draw those things um, to his side, just like he did to Adam and Eve in the garden in Genesis chapter 3, as we looked at it. And um, I want to bring additional points to help you understand when the devil is speaking and how we can avoid listening to him and listening to the voice of God all the time. Let's hear the word of God at this time. Hello, I will be reading Luke 4, verses 1 to 11. Jesus tested in the wilderness. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for forty days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell the stone to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him an instant all of the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all of their authority and splendor. It has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Thank you so much for um, the reading. 
um, a very, very important and popular passage in scripture that we all would have heard about or would have read about. It's about the temptation of Jesus. The Bible tells us that before Jesus began his ministry, he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And during all that time, after the 40 uh, days had passed, the devil came to tempt him. And that is the background to today's passage. The, the, the way that Satan came and spoke to Jesus is what I want us to reflect on. Because it brings out certain things that we are seeing clearly that the enemy is using to speak to us even today in our world. I pray in the name of Jesus that as you hear this word, you will reflect on them and see yourself in the same picture that Jesus found himself. Many times in my walk with God, I realized that when I have taken a time and spent time close, trying to, to be drawn close to God, that is when I see the enemy fighting me hard and wanting to attack and bring me down and make me fail and make me feel as if my uh, desire to be close to God has no meaning. And you may be going through the same situation. You take a time to fast, take a time to pray, take a time to draw close to God, take a time to study the word of God. During the time that you are seeking to be close to God, that is the time that the enemy is also trying to make you feel as if you can achieve nothing. In this story, Jesus had fasted and, and, and just came out of the fast. And the Bible tells us that um, full of the Holy Spirit, Left, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days and, uh, he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. If you are truly God's Son, tell this stone to become bread. Um, one of the ways that we clearly know that the devil is speaking is this. The devil will challenge your identity as a child of God. Your identity in Christ will be challenged whenever the enemy is attacking you. He comes and tries to challenge you about your faith. Are you truly the child of God? When he came to Jesus, he knew Jesus was hungry. So he first one, a challenge about his identity. If you are, he knows that Jesus is not only God, but also the Son of God at the same time. So he comes and challenges him about his real identity and says that if you are, then make sure that you what? You turn um, these stones, take some stones, and I know you can do it. But turn those stones into bread. He knew Jesus was hungry and he needed food. And most times in our physical challenges, after we have gone through a spiritual time with God, the enemy will attack you and want to appeal to your physical desire. Yield to this, do this, and then you will uh, have some strength. And he appealed to the physical desires of Jesus. But he first wanted to, to Jesus to even question who he was. If you are the son of God, 
So the enemy will want to challenge your identity as a child of God. The Bible says that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are gone and new things have come. He says them, but to all who believe in him, to those that have received him, he gave them the right to become children of God. In John chapter 1, verse 10 through to verse 12. So I am a child of God. But the devil doesn't like me to maintain that identity because that scares the enemy. It frightens him for you to have the name of the Lord God Almighty on you. So he will find ways to do what? To make you uh, doubt your identity as a child of God. And that is exactly what he tried to do with Christ. And then he challenged his authority. He knew Christ had authority to be able to turn uh, um, stones into bread. But he didn't need that to please Satan. He didn't need to do that for Satan to be glorified. But the devil was drawing attention to himself by saying that if you do this, prove your authority, prove your power, prove to everybody that you are able to do this. But Jesus did not need to do that. When Satan is a challenging your authority, especially as a leader, be careful that your, your main goal is to honor Jesus and him crucified. My authority is not to please man. My authority is to please the God who has redeemed me and has called me and has sent me forth to preach his word. That is, that is my authority. My authority is in the blood of Jesus, not in doing things that honor Satan. Your authority as a child of God, as a leader in Christ, is not about you. It's about Jesus. It is about honoring him. It is about glorifying him. It is about praising your God at all times. So when he comes to you and tries to appeal to your authority, remind him of who he is. Listen to how Jesus dealt with this situation. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. You're thinking about how you can overcome the devil when he uh, uh, challenges your identity and your authority. Take him back to the word. Quote the scriptures to him. Tell the devil, this is what the word of God says. When you speak forth the word of God to the enemy, he flees because the Bible says that his word is sharper than any two-edged sword and it will cut in every angle. And there is any, there is anything the devil fears, it is the word of God. So quote back, memorize the scriptures and speak forth. Read the scriptures back to the enemy and remind him of his place. Just like Jesus did. He quoted back the word of God. This is what the Bible says, that yes, you are right, but I am not here just to be mindful of my physical needs. I am more of a spiritual being than this physical body. Hallelujah. You are more of a spiritual being than the physical body that you have. Because one day this body will 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 will, will die and will end in the in the in the in the ground. But your soul will live forever. And that is why you need to ask yourself, does my soul belong to Jesus? That's why you need to re-examine your faith. He wasn't satisfied with with um, that temptation when he lost that first battle. The devil led him up to a high place in verse 5 and showed him 
in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. He appealed again to his kinship, his rule over the world. He appealed to um, Jesus looking at the whole world and the kingdoms of the world, the very world that he created, the heavens and the earth that he created. The devil used that again to appeal to him and say that, look at all this. And desire that, just as he is desiring today, that we bow down and worship him. Look at all that. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will be all yours. Oh, the, the creator, he's now appealing to the creator of the universe to bow down and worship him. The very, the very devil who did not create, who was created by Jesus, is appealing to him to, to bow down and worship him. One of the main goals, brethren, of Satan is to claim worship from the children of God. He wants us to bow down and celebrate him. So he will come to you and he will draw your attention to himself. He will want you to make sure that you kneel down and surrender to his authorities. That is why many people are going to the voodoo uh, um, gods and bowing down and worshipping them. They are going to all kinds of spirits that do not honor uh, Jesus and they are going there and bowing down to them because that is what the devil desires us to do. Today we see that even pastors and, and preachers desire that their congregation bows down and worships with them and worships them. That is against the will of God and we need to resist that. We need to stand against that. We need to be able to rebuke the devil and make sure that we do not surrender and worship man but worship the true God. God is spirit and the Bible says in John chapter 4, all who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The devil is appealing to your identity, your authority as a child of God. Jesus said it, all authority in heaven has been given to me. Go and preach the gospel and this authority shall follow you who go in my name. And that is what Satan wants now. He wants to claim that to himself and he appealed to Jesus' authority and desired that he worships him. Today, Satan is requesting your worship. Would you turn and resist him and say, you will worship only the true God and bring back the word of God? See how Jesus answered him. It is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him alone. Worship the Lord your God and serve him alone. Who is it that is demanding your worship? What is it in your life that is demanding your worship and trying to have the first place that God wants to have. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Are you seeking first God's kingdom? Are you allowing worship to be given only to the God who created you and redeemed you? God wants you to give this worship to him and nothing else. 
But the devil is fighting for that. And your surrender to him will make you his slave and his servant and prevent you from achieving the goal that God has for you. Verse 8 says, Jesus answered, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil wasn't excuse me, satisfied with that. So um, um, he, he tried a, 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 another, another um, temptation. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here. In other words, commit suicide. Today, Satan is speaking to somebody who is not appreciating who God has made you. You are denying your identity as a child of God. You are denying who you are. You are not appreciating the things that God has made you to achieve and therefore he's making, trying all that he can to kill you before your appointed time. So he's bringing the evil thoughts in your mind. Take your life, end your life, make it all come to an end at this point. Just like he did with Jesus. If Jesus throws himself down by tempting God and he happened to physically die, then the fulfillment of of the mission that God had led him to come and brought him or sent him into this world to accomplish will not be accomplished. Take your life. Suicide is killing and taking the lives of many people. Many young men and young women are dying because the devil is appealing to them. Some are dying, taking their life because of drugs that they, they have um, addicted themselves to. And as a result of that, they are passing away before they are appointed. That's the plan of the devil. He wants to make sure that he takes you away before you have the opportunity of giving your life to Jesus. I just want you to know that God loves you deeply. And no matter what your situation is, his plan for you is that you come out of this challenge that you are in and God will bring victory unto your path. Satan appealed to Jesus to commit suicide. Don't be surprised if he's appealing to you in the same way. To feel that you are not good enough to take and therefore take your life before God's blessing comes upon you. He says, why? For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. Yes. You know what? God has promised us that he would never leave us nor forsake us. Do not let Satan try to challenge what God has already said and planned to do. God's presence will be with us no matter what the situation is. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. These are truth, and Satan knows the word of God. So he will quote the word of God to you and misinterpret the word of God and use God's word, his holy word, to try to appeal to you to surrender to his will. Be careful when he comes, but your weapon against him is nothing else but again the very word that he's quoting. Use that word against him. Speak the word of God and read the word of God and, and stand by the word of God and the devil will leave you and flee. He will tell you, are you truly a child of God? 
Satan appeals to our identity. He will tempt you when you are physically and spiritually weak. He will seek to appeal to your fleshly desires. The things that this physical body needs after it has gone through a time of waiting with God. Your greatest temptation always comes when the devil appeals to your physical needs. And he will want to bring these desires to you, no matter what it is, to make you surrender to his will and his plan. The devil will not tempt you in your areas of strength. He will always attack your places of weakness. The devil knows my stand against alcohol. So you know what? He will not tempt me in that, but he knows that I love chocolate. So he will tempt me with chocolate and help me to, and make me try to eat more, more of it and more of it and more of it. I don't know what your areas of weaknesses are. You need to be mindful of them because the enemy will come and he will tempt you in that particular area. The second thing I want to leave with, uh, with you to know and identify when the devil is speaking is this. He will accuse you, uh, but God will love you. Satan will accuse you about many, many things, but God will always show you how much he loves you. Revelation chapter 12, verse 10 to 11 says, Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now has come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accused them before our God day and night has been held down. They triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. The accuser, the devil is described in this passage as the accuser of the children of God. And he does not only accuse us before God, in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, he does it day and night. It tells you how aggressive Satan is, planning to make sure that you and I fail in our walk, in our testimony with Jesus. His plan is that we will not be able to reach where God wants us to reach. So he, he goes around and he will accuse you. He will make you accuse your church leaders. You accuse other believers in Christ. He will make you say things about them that are not right. He will bring the spirit of gossip in your life and make you feel as if you are spiritual by going to talk about another brother or sister behind their back. Do you notice it when the enemy is accusing you? And making you feel you are not good enough. Or making you accuse other brethren. He's used somebody to destroy your life by making you feel guilty about something that you are not supposed to be guilty about. Even if it is your past, remember the Lord has forgiven you and he has cleansed you from uh, all unrighteousness. The Bible says that as far as the east is from the west, so is your forgiveness. When God forgives you, he doesn't remember it anymore. He's not like man who forgives and continues to struggle with it. He will bring unproven accusations against you 
to discredit you to God and to man. He will do that all the time. He uses us to accuse others because of some failures we found in their lives. Just remember one thing. David failed God a number of times, but he kept coming back to God and God used him mightily to do great things. So don't believe in those lies the devil is telling you. Embrace the love of God in the times of your accusation and be mindful of not allowing yourself to be used by the devil to accuse any other brother because that is a spirit that is against the will of God. He will seek to bring you down, especially in your failures, but God will always extend his love to you. The story of the prodigal son in the Bible is an example for us. God loves us in spite of who or what we have done. He loved, God showed, Jesus showed his love uh, for the world in the story of the prodigal son in uh, Luke chapter 15. And where he's able to, to, to draw back his son even in the midst of all the failure. God loves us enough to give us life and everlasting life. To allow his son to come and die for us. So he wants to uh, continue to extend this love to you. God's voice says... He loves us, but the devil will always seek to bring you down. That is clear message to you when the devil is speaking. Matthew 27 verse 40 uh, tells us about how he accused Jesus, even on the cross, when Jesus was sacrificing his life to us. Listen to what Satan said. You in, uh, in 27, Matthew 27 and verse 40, you who are going to destroy the temple and rebuild it um, in three days, save yourself. If you are the son of God, come down from the cross. Well, by coming down from the cross, which was not um, a difficult thing for Jesus to do, by, by coming down from the cross, he will not be fulfilling the mission of God. So that is what the plans of the enemy are. Find ways of preventing you from accomplishing the very things that God has called you to do. So he will accuse you, just like he accuses men and women of God of many things. If there is any spirit that the church needs to be fighting against, it is especially that spirit that is in the church of Christ about uh, prompting false accusations against men and women of God. May God have mercy on us if we are possessed by that spirit. I break that yoke in your life in the name of Jesus. When God's voice seeks to affirm us and tell us about our beauty as children of God, the devil will try to convince us that we are terrible, we are horrible and awful human beings. But God reaches out and says, my son and my daughter, you are beautiful in my sight because my blood has cleansed you from all your sins. He will do his best to tell us what we are, that we are worthless, we are sinful, we are wretched men and women. And after we have committed a sin, Satan will always tell us that God does not love us and that we are not worthy enough to be God's children. That is his attack on your life at this point. The devil hates confession. 
when we confess our sins, the Bible tells us that God is faithful and just. 1 John 1 and verse 9. And he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But the devil doesn't want you to confess. Even if you have sinned, if you are dwelling in a particular sin at this moment, I encourage you, get on your knees and confess that. And ask God for favor to be an overcomer that you don't keep going back to that particular sin. There are a few practical things you need to know. Whenever um, you are faced with determining the voice of God and the devil's voice. Number one, know that both God and the devil will talk to you. Most times at the same time. And many times at the same time that God is speaking to you, Satan is also speaking. It is not unusual uh, to hear both voices speaking to you at the same time or at different times. It is a very common thing that I see going on in my life. When God is enabling me and encouraging me and pushing me forward, at the same time I'm hearing another voice, you can't do it. Hearing from the devil is not an indicator that you are any less of a Christian or a child of God. In fact, he probably sees you as a threat. Therefore, he will attempt to try to make sure that you fall and not do the thing that God wants you to do. Both God and Satan spoke to Eve and Adam. And remember, he will continue to speak to you, even at this time in your life. Number two, because you will hear both voices speaking to you, at the same time or at different times, it's important that you learn to discern the differences between God's voice versus the devil's voice. Think about the stuff that I've already told you. God is a positive God. The devil is a negative God. But be mindful. He can bring positive things, say positive things to you in order to make you do things that are against the will of God. Just like he did to Adam and Eve. It was a beautiful fruit. It was a juicy looking fruit. And he used that to appeal to them in order to draw them, to make them sin against God. It was good. Sex is good. You know, possession of something um, in your life may be good, but that may not be in the will of God for you to um, get those things at the time that you are in. Remember this scripture in Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 to 17. All scripture is God's breath and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servants of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. That is God's purpose for us. And that is why we need to keep going back to the Word of God. The Bible tells us in, in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 1 to 6, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit. Many spirits will come to you, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges Jesus comes from God. Number three, if you need to know the character of both, I mean, you need to know the character of both God and the devil in order to distinguish their voices. God is a holy God, and the devil does not desire holiness. 
So if you know who the character of God is, God is love. The devil's character is hate. Then it helps you to be able to know when Satan is speaking to you. When you understand the nature of God and then the nature of Satan, then you will be able to know the ways they will speak and the kinds of things they will um, they, they, they all desire and do not desire. To know the character of God, you merely need to spend time in the Word of God. And that will enable you to be able to clearly identify when Satan is speaking. Lastly, follow and obey God's voice and combat the devil's voice with God's truth. Follow and obey. If you love God, the Bible says, you will obey his words. Brethren, I want to end today by reminding you that you are a child of God. God has given you victory in Christ. The Holy Spirit lives in you. The more you allow him to have his first place in your life, the more you will be able to hear and identify his voice. Jesus says that my sheep know me, they will follow me, and they will know my voice. Do you know the voice of God? I pray that you will be able to identify the person speaking to you now and surrender to Jesus more than the plans and the works of the enemy. Let's bow down and let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I pray that you will enable us to continue to seek to honor you. Help us, O oh God, to be aware and mindful when the devil is speaking. If anyone is under any bondage today, I release them from that bondage by the authority that is in Christ's name. And pray that we will live victoriously to glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. And uh, I pray that you will join us again next week as we continue um, to seek to have an encounter with Jesus. He is the author and perfecter of our faith. Thank you for your financial support. I, I encourage you to go to our website and um, uh, Glorious Hope Community Church, click on our app that says the title and then uh, continue to support uh, God's work. The more that we are able to surrender to God in every aspect of our lives, God continues to extend his kingdom among us. May God bless you and uh, stay connected with Jesus.